Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. It is so good to be here and I'm really excited to bring you this episode today. It's going to be a real fun one. I have my birthday coming up next week and I'm going to be turning 30. Holy moly. Yes, 30 30 years young and so I thought I would do 30 lessons that I've personally learned and journeyed through and have been really supportive for me in my last 30 years of life. So yeah, I hope this is going to be nice and fun. I think you might find out a few extra little bits about me as I tell some stories around some of these lessons that I've learned. And I hope that they're really supportive for you too. I think these are obviously personal to me, but essentially I think they are very relatable and I I think they might resonate with some of you. So sit back, relax, have some fun, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. Of course, if you feel like some of these lessons or some of the wisdom that I share today might be supportive for someone else in your life, then I would be so grateful if you could send this episode to someone else. Just hit the share button and text it, message it to them so that they can get this in their ears and we can support more and more amazing humans. So let's dive in. Now, just just before we do, though, I was just going to say that these lessons are not in any particular order. There is not any emphasis on one over the other. And I'm going to give you a bit of context around some of them. Some of them will just be a one off uh, statement, a little quote or lesson. And then others, there might be a bit more of a backstory, too. So. Here goes. Lesson number one. There is no right decision, in quotation marks. The right decision is your decision. There is no right decision. The right decision is your decision. This one was massive for me. I used to get so paralyzed making decisions and Literally, my family used to say they would hate going shopping with me because I could just never decide what I wanted to buy. And I would be like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And this was kind of my life. And if you can resonate with this, uh, you may spend a lot of your life in your head. And by that, I mean listening to the thoughts, all of the questions, the doubt, the inner critic stuff that holds you back. So that was me for a lot of my earlier years, perhaps until... um, Perhaps until my early 20s when I really started doing my inner work and went on my own personal development journey, as you all know, but decision making was terrible for me. So this sentence, this little mantra was honestly a game changer for me because I think I was so paralyzed by making the right decision 
based on what I thought others expected of me, based on people pleasing and wanting to please others, based on wanting to fit in and based on not wanting to rock the boat or, you know, still really conforming to society in the way that I was brought up. And so it was so challenging to make decisions and I just got so nervous and fearful about making the wrong decision. And so when I said that the right decision is your decision, I truly mean that. And now I 100% live this out and embody this. It absolutely means that you come back to what is true for you and you live your life from that place. So there's no right decision. The right decision is your decision. And just another little extra bit here, the thing that really helped me as well was saying if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, because that really allowed me to drop into my intuition and like really check in with how it made me feel and, you know, declutter all the the craziness around decision making for me. Lesson number two, mistakes are okay, they make me human. Another wonderful mantra that I have adopted perhaps earlier in my my journey, Uh, but you know, still is a nice reminder these days. And that's again, kind of links to the first one really of wanting to do everything right, to be the good girl, to fit in, not to rock the boat, to perform, not to fail, to succeed, to be really successful. And I had this massive drive within me to do really well at everything that I did. And I think that's probably true to say for most people. But it it was it was this real paralyzing thing because essentially it was a form of fear, like perfectionism. And perfectionism really is fear in high heels. You know, it's just fear dressed up fancy with the fancy name of perfectionism. But essentially this perfectionism and this big fear of failure meant that I could never make a mistake, which was crazy, right? And saying this out loud just sounds ridiculous because this is so not where I live right now, but it was true for me for a lot of my first early years of my life. So mistakes are okay, they make me human. I think this also just really brought me back down to earth and was like, actually, you know what, you're human and you're having a human experience here on earth. And that means that you're going to do, have mistakes, you're going to live with trial and error, you know, and and I kind of also normalized mistakes in some ways for me. So that one was a game changer. Lesson number three, you have everything already inside of you you have everything already inside of you I think this is a wonderful quote mantra lesson to hold on to and to really allow that to sink in and I guess this is really the whole premise or context around my coaching work and that is that I'm not going to tell you what to do. We don't need to seek anything externally. It's actually about coming home to yourself and empowering yourself to know that everything that you want, everything that you need, all of the love, compassion, support, belief, confidence, worthiness, all of these wonderful things are already inside of you. 
There's this funny thing in the personal development world where I think we have this idea that we need to go out and discover ourselves or we seek things outside of ourselves. But actually, it's the complete opposite. Really, it's about coming home to yourself. It's about uncovering. It's about peeling back the layers, deconditioning, you know, removing all the limiting beliefs, the stories, the conditioning about who you have to be and really about coming home to who you are already. All of the things that you're seeking externally, i.e. feeling more worthy, feeling more confident, feeling more self-belief, wanting reassurance and opinions or support from other people, while that's wonderful, all of that is actually already inside of you, ready to tap into at any moment. And it's really about empowering yourself and developing these practices to allow you or foster that inner connection so that you can tap into it anytime. Lesson number four. And this flows on nicely from the third one. And that is that your intuition is your biggest guiding light. It always knows and it will never lead you astray. I talk a lot about this in my coaching work because it was a massive lesson for me and it's completely transformed my life and my relationship with myself. And that is to foster and to listen to connect and to follow through on what your intuition is telling you. It is your biggest guiding light. It's your internal compass. It's your inner knowing. I put a post on Instagram maybe the other week and it was that intuition equals inner tuition. It's your lessons. It's your teacher. It's your guiding light. Sometimes we can get caught up in the head and in our thoughts, our mind and in the inner critic and that will hold you back in fear, right? And it will try and question you and make sense of what your intuition is saying because sometimes our intuition doesn't always make 100% sense, right? Or we can't see the dots in between, It's like it's telling you to do something or you're getting this intuitive hit or this gut feeling or that your instincts are telling you something and it doesn't make total sense for you. So the lesson is always to trust in that deeply, to take that leap of faith and just knowing that it's never going to lead you astray. We can look back in hindsight and be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense now. But looking forward, well, we can't, right? So your intuition is your biggest guiding light. It always knows and it's never going to lead you astray. Lesson number five. Some people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. People come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's okay to let them go. I think... Maybe I'm uh, not alone in thinking this way, especially when I was younger and in my school years. I sort of thought that, you know, these people that I loved and cared about, my family and friends, etc., were there for a lifetime. Like these were my people and that nothing was ever going to change. And and it was just the relationship was just going to stay as it was forever. But it's so not that way. Right. And that I think having this little phrase 
and this little lesson is a really nice reminder that sometimes these people that come into your life are not necessarily here for a lifetime, even though maybe we want them to be. But maybe they have a beautiful lesson or some wisdom to share with you or something that you're going to experience through that relationship or friendship that's going to teach you something. Maybe they're there for a lesson. Maybe they're there for a season. So maybe it's a period of time in your life. Maybe it's a few years. Maybe it's a chapter of your life that they're going to be there for you. And and that's a wonderful thing, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be there forever, for a lifetime. So maybe they're there just for a season of your life. And then, of course, maybe they're there for a lifetime. Maybe they're your soul sisters. Maybe they're your soul family. Maybe they're your number one. Maybe they're your lover. So some people are there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And it's okay to let them go. Alrighty, lesson number six. The more you accept and embrace who you are, your most authentic self, the more confident in yourself you'll feel. I talk about this a lot, this concept, and and obviously it's something that I love teaching, supporting and coaching around because it was a massive thing for me. So often that is the way, right? So I always truly believe that inner confidence is never something that we seek externally. It's never about changing who we are, even though sometimes we have that perception or that, uh, you know, the stereotype that we're taught to believe of what a confident person is. But really, it's not about that. It's about embracing and accepting who you are. And that's where the inner confidence is born and fostered from. If you want to go hear more about that concept and this this idea, definitely go check, check out my previous episode on confidence is an inside job. Highly recommend. But the more you can accept and embrace who you are, your most authentic self, the more confident you're going to feel in who you are. Lesson number seven, your drive, your ambition will never leave you. It's a part of who you are. Hello, high performing humans and high achievers. Yes, I am one of them. But, you know, life just becomes so much more enjoyable and aligned when you release some of that self pressure you place on yourself. I think sometimes there's this idea that we are nervous to release some of that pressure that we place on ourselves because we're nervous that, well, stuff's not going to happen then. Well, then I'm going to lose this drive and this ambition that's within me that I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing and doing and going. You know, I'm sure you can resonate if you're a high performer or a high achiever with this idea. But once you release some of that self-pressure, you know, the drive and the ambition will never, ever go. That's a part of who you are. That's, that's innate within you. But when you release the self-pressure, life just becomes so much more joyful, so much more aligned. And actually, you'll probably find that the results that you get are far better and more true to you. So release some of that self-pressure, your ambition and drive will never leave you. 
We are all creative beings. Lesson number eight, we are all creative beings. Even if you don't call yourself creative, you are. I used to think that I was never creative. I was, you know, I used to follow the rules. I wasn't into like the, you know, English and um, philosophy and history and all of those kind of subjects at school. Like I was, I liked facts and figures and right and wrong. I wasn't the creative type. And yet I played music for most of my childhood from a really young age all throughout my schooling years and still do. So it's funny that I never used to call myself creative, but looking back, I'm like, well, music's a wonderful example and expression of you being creative. And even now in my work that I do as a coach, I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, I like literally I, I'm creating every single day. But I just didn't put the label on myself that I'm creative. But really, we all are. We're all creative beings. We all create in our own unique, special way and what feels really good to us. So we are all creative. Embrace it and have fun with it. It's a wonderful anecdote for us high performers and achievers. So embrace it. Have fun with it. Number nine, your sensitivity is your superpower. Oh my goodness, if if I could go back and tell my younger self that my sensitivity was my superpower, holy moly, that would have been just wonderful. She used to put herself down and I think society taught us and conditioning taught us that sensitivity was not a good thing that you were just emotional or sensitive and that was a bad thing. But I 100% know now that it's my superpower. It enables me to do wonderful coaching work in the world and support beautiful humans. It enables me to read and understand and hold space for people. So it's absolutely a superpower I think the only thing here is just really learning to embrace it and learning to be able to enhance it and protect yourself as well. Lesson number 10, and again, this kind of links to number nine, and that is that being emotional, in quotation marks, is actually a beautiful thing. I used to get told that I was just too emotional, blah-de-blah-de-blah, that I used to take things to heart too much, and... I can see that, yes, that might have been true in some ways, but actually I see that being emotional and expressing how I deeply feel is actually a really beautiful thing. And so I used to tell myself this this mantra, and again, adopt this if this feels really supportive for you, and that is that I feel everything fully and deeply because I have the courage to do so. Being emotional is a beautiful thing. I feel everything fully and deeply because I have the courage to do so. Okay, lesson number 11. Your purpose is not your job title. Your identity is not your job title. Yes, it's a part of who you are, but it's not everything. Your purpose is to be your most authentic self and share your gifts with the world in whatever way feels best to you. We can so often get caught up in the idea that our job title is our identity, it's who we are, it's our purpose. 
and while it's a part of you but it's not uh, it's not all of you it's not everything and if you can try and release the sort of the the control or the intertwining of your job title being part of your purpose and your identity then it actually is so freeing for example and this is my personal story and lesson was that my purpose is always to be 100% my authentic self and share my gifts with the world and I knew that I was here to help people and to be of service in a really big way and for the first part of my life that was done through physiotherapy through the health world and through supporting people in rehab and injuries and things like that and that was me and then now I see that it's the same purpose, it's my same mission and my same why, but it has a different title now. Now I am a life coach. I support incredible women to come home to themselves, to embrace, to empower and to elevate their lives. Like that's part of my purpose now. Like that it's it's just that it's taken on a different form. But if you can kind of release the attachment to the job title as such, and see that your purpose and your why and your mission can be done in lots of different ways, i.e. different jobs, different job titles, then you'll see that actually, you, you know, your purpose is you and the job title is irrelevant. I hope that makes sense. All right, lesson number 12. It's okay to change. In fact, it's actually vital for you, for your growth and your evolution. It's okay to change your mind. I think there's this perception that we always have to be the same. Otherwise we'll be fake or we won't be trustworthy or we'll be flaky or whatever it might be for you. But in actual fact, as long as you are who you are and you're staying true to yourself, then that's all that matters. It's okay to change. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to shift and grow and evolve. In fact, that's a wonderful thing and a beautiful thing and so necessary. Lesson number 13. It's not selfish to give time, love, energy, money, resources to yourself. You have to give to yourself first. Otherwise, you'll feel resentful, no matter how much love you have for that other person. And if you're a people pleaser, then you'll probably resonate with this one. But it's, it's, it's so true. It's not selfish to give yourself this time and love and energy or whatever it is that you're needing. In fact, it's like the most important thing. Can you imagine if we all did this? If we all filled ourselves up first and then gave from the overflow? Oh, amazing. How would that feel? So it's not selfish to give yourself this love, this time, this money, this resource, whatever it is for you in the moment. In fact, it's vital. You need to do that. And if you don't, if you keep giving from the dreads of the cup and never fill yourself up and never give back to you and never give yourself the same love and attention that you give everyone else in your life, then it's going to make you feel resentful. It's going to make you feel awful and tired and overwhelmed and stressed out and exhausted as well. But ultimately, it's not a sustainable way of living. So it's not selfish to give yourself some time, love and energy. Number 14, and this is similar, but it's not selfish to be grateful for what you have and want more. 
It's okay to have all of these wonderful things in your life and want more. It's not a selfish thing. It's okay to be grateful for what you have and desire more, more expansion, more resources, more time, more love, more energy, more money, more of whatever it is that you're wanting. You can be grateful for what you have and want more at the same time. In fact, that's the winning combo for for abundance and manifesting. It's not selfish to be grateful and still want more. Lesson number 15. The things that excite you are not a coincidence. In fact, I don't actually believe in coincidences. (laughs) The things that excite you are a part of your authentic magic. It's a part of who you are. It's a part of your passion and purpose. All of these things are not coincidences. The things that light you up, that fire you up, that you get excited by, that you, that give you energy, that give back to you, all of these things are a part of who you are and they're a part of your authentic magic. Sometimes we, we're like, oh, but it just comes naturally to me or, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like a part of who I am. But isn't everyone like that? But doesn't everyone want to do those things? And in actual fact, it's not true, right? If you were to do some market research, to ask around, to compare yourself to other people in a wonderful way, not comparisonitis, but just to like check in and be like, oh, so I have this passion to do a podcast and to talk on stages, but I know that that's not true for everyone else. And therefore, it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my authentic magic. It's a part of my passion and my purpose and my calling here on earth. So the things that excite you are not a coincidence. Embrace them. Do an authenticity board. See them. Visualize them. They'll all make sense. It's all a part of who you are. Lesson number 16. You don't have to get good marks at school or university to be successful. In fact, it's your character and your attitude that is far more important. I was obsessed by being the good girl, by being the good student, by achieving, by getting good marks and all of that stuff. And yes, while I still enjoy that and still see that as a wonderful thing, and while I I would encourage other people to do that, don't get fixated on it. I think I used to get fixated on it and it was like, okay, so if I didn't get a good mark, if if I didn't do well at this thing, whatever it was, then that somehow made me unworthy or undeserving of something. Or maybe that wasn't good enough and it just played into that limiting belief and that story of not enoughness, which is total BS now. (laughs) I can totally see that that is not true. And there's so many wonderful examples of this. If you go back and listen to uh, the episode with Brooke Thompson, where I interview him, my partner, about his journey, you'll see that school was not his thing and yet he's wildly successful now. And it's never about you know, those marks, those grades, those trophies, the awards that you win, it's so much more than that, you know, it's about your character and your attitude and and who you are as a whole. It's not about these little trivial things that we get so fixated on when we're growing up. That was a big lesson. Lesson number 17. True self-belief and inner confidence is created from within. You can't rely on someone else to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself 
first. I used to seek external validation, reassurance. I wanted someone to tell me that I was going to be amazing at this thing. I wanted, to, I wanted people to believe in me, to, to instill that confidence within me. But it was really about me doing the inner work to create and foster that from deep within. It's always from within. It's never external. You can't rely on someone else to do all of those things for you because even if they did, it's never going to feel that satisfying. It's never going to deeply reassure you like you can yourself, like your intuition can. Lesson number 18. Investing in yourself through coaching, healing or therapy work is the best thing you can ever do for yourself. That was a big lesson for me and something that obviously I have invested in and therefore now I can look back and say, wow, that stuff changed my life. And I know it can be so profound for you as well. I know it can have a profound effect on your life too. It's the best thing that I ever did for myself, hands down, absolutely. I know it's so cliche, but I literally would not be here having my own podcast, talking about these lessons, life coaching, having my own business, feeling the way I do on a day-to-day basis if I didn't do the inner work on myself and if I didn't invest in myself. I was kind of interested in personal development for a long time before I ever invested in it. But it was through the investment that I made massive leaps and changes in my own internal world and my own and and therefore my external world I think you can do so much yourself independently through resources and online programs and courses and books and all that jazz which is wonderful and I highly recommend them too but having that one-to-one support either if that's through coaching or therapy or some kind of healing modality or therapist then like gosh that hands down that was the best thing I've ever done for myself All right, lesson number 19. Find your people and love them hard. As you're more yourself, as you allow your authenticity to really shine through, your people will find you. And then the second part of this lesson is that relationships take effort and that the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it i.e. invest in your relationships, invest time and energy and love into these people and your relationships and you'll watch them grow. Find your people, love them hard, be your most authentic self and naturally you will attract the people that are meant for you and water the grass where where you are. It's it, We always like to think, oh, it's greener on the other side. But it's so not, it's greener where you water it, It, i.e. you need to invest in your relationships, the ones that you commit to, to show up for, the ones that you choose are always the, the most delicious ones. Lesson number 20, having the hard conversations are never easy, but they're so worth it. And when I mean hard conversations, I mean like having hard conversations with yourself, like doing some of the inner work, getting really clear and honest with yourself, 
and and doing a little bit of uncovering, a little bit of digging and understanding where these things come from, but also having hard conversations with other people, hard conversations with your loved ones, with your family, with your friends, maybe it's with your coach or your therapist, whatever it might be. But often the things that are really challenging are always the things that are so worth it. Having the hard conversations is never easy, but it's so, it's so, so worth it. Lesson number 21, another mantra. I feel like there's quite a few mantras coming through already, which I love. And obviously I clearly am a fan of them. <laughs> so this one is, this too shall pass. I just love this mantra so much and I think it can be so supportive when we have challenging times where we have things that pop up in our life. I think it's just so comforting. Like there's so much truth in this, right? Like we always think that when an unpleasant emotion comes up, then if we sit in that emotion, then it's going to become our emotional home. But it's so not true when we think about it logically. You know, emotions and and situations and energies all come and go. And so knowing that it's going to pass, I think it gives you the courage to lean into it. And when you lean into it, when you fully feel those feelings, when you fully dive into the uncomfortable, the challenging situation, whatever it might be, then actually the faster that you're able to move through it or the better outcome that you're going to get. You know, if we resist something, it just persists. What we resist persists, what we feel we release. So feel the uncomfortable emotions, know that the challenges come and go, know that nothing is permanent. Use this mantra whenever you need, it's a wonderful, wonderful reminder and so comforting. This too shall pass. All right, lesson number 22, the cool kids at school, the bullies, the online trolls, the passive aggressive judgments that you get throughout life are not actually about you, it's a reflection of them. Send them love instead. It's never about you, it's so often a reflection of the other person. Send them love instead. We have no idea what's going on for them. We, you know, everyone has stuff going on. We don't fully understand them or where they're coming from. And if this is someone close to you, that maybe you do want to have those conversations and and hold space for them and support them and listen and grow. But so often, we don't know those answers, so we send them love anyway. We send them love and compassion, that warm, beautiful pink light. Send them love and compassion. It's never about you. It's so often a reflection of them. Lesson number 23 Being different, in quotation marks, is not a bad thing. It's actually a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's what makes us all special and unique. And the more that we embrace all of who you are, all of ourselves, our uniqueness, our quirks, our special gifts and talents, and avoid comparing and critiquing ourselves, the more beautiful the world will be. Being different is not a bad thing. Being different is a wonderful thing and lean into that, embrace it. It's a part of who you are. Lesson number 24. People pleasing, at least for me, was partly a conditioning and a societal norm or a learnt behaviour. 
or potentially linked back to this lack of worthiness feeling inside. But people-pleasing is not something that you have to conform to and you don't have to live your life from this place. Doing the work to decondition yourself out of these people-pleasing tendencies was a life-changing thing for me. It was an absolute game-changer. And yes, sometimes we can notice that these people-pleasing tendencies still pop up from now and again. That's okay. We're human, right? But decondition, peel back the layers, choose the new belief, the new story that you want to tell yourself and build that self-worth from deep within, rebuild it, come home to it and then you'll find that those people-pleasing tendencies will melt away. Also, side note, I have a free ebook on people-pleasing, how to stop people-pleasing You should definitely go check that out if people-pleasing is something that you're wanting to reduce in your own life. It's totally free. I'll link to it in the show notes and you can click on that link and grab yourself a copy. Highly, highly recommend working through that one. Okay, lesson number 25. Your inner critic is not who you are. You're not just a negative person. You don't just have all these crazy negative thoughts all the time. You've just lived most of your life there. But if you do the inner work, if you start to shift your mindset, if you start to foster and strengthen your relationship with your intuition, then you'll soon start to know that your inner critic is just one of the voices in your mind that tells you you're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever enough, but it's not who you are. We all have one, yes, 100%. And maybe you've lived in that place and only really listened to your in, your inner critic for most of your life, but it's not who you are. There's another voice, there's this beautiful, loving, supportive, reassuring, kind, compassionate inner knowing of your intuition. Do the inner work to foster that and it will change your life. Lesson number 26. I am not enough or a lack of self-worth or worthiness. Whatever that is for you, I'm not enough of X, Y, and Z. I'm just not enough full stop. That's a limiting belief. It is not who you are. It's not actually true. It's just the story that you've been taught to subscribe to. And that's because it's so, so common in us humans because it's probably one of the most common fears that we all have deep down. It's this fear that I'm not enough and therefore if I'm not enough, then I'm not loved. And if you're not loved, then you won't survive. And so it's one of these really primitive fears that we so often have and 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 a lot of the surface level fears if we boil it down and peel back the layers so often it comes down to this lack of self-worth and the feeling of not enoughness it held me back for a lot of my early years but doing the inner work doing this coaching work and seeing that it actually was just a story that I was telling myself there was no truth healing my relationship with my inner critic, dialing that down, taming her, and then really rebuilding the self-worth from within was probably the best work I've ever done on myself. Game changer. Lesson number 27. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason because 
you know, there is no way that we can excuse the atrocities and the injustices and the suffering that happens in the world, unfortunately. Sometimes, you know, we can't just say that that happens for a reason and and excuse it. But I do believe that it's from these challenges and the pain that, that this can be a catalyst or it can catapult you into healing, into birthing you, the real you and your strengths into your highest self, into your truest potential. So some, I don't think everything happens for a reason, but I think we can sometimes find meaning for them and they can be the things that catapult us. They're the catalysts that allow us to, to be who we are meant to be here on this earth, to, to bring out our highest self, our truest potential. Lesson number 28. Stepping out of your comfort zone is scary. It's scary as hell. It'll always be scary, no matter where your comfort zone is, no matter how much it shifts and changes over the years. Every time you step out of it, it's always going to be scary. But that's where the magic lies. Do it often. It's a practice. I want to share this little analogy with you. And I took this uh, from Laurie Harder. And she was talking about this analogy that we're like this glass bottle. So our, our form is fixed, we're this glass bottle shape and we're looking at the ocean and the ocean is all of the possibilities, all of the stuff, the expansion, the things that we can bring into our world, the things that we can create and evolve and grow into. But in order to be able to hold more, so in order to be able to hold more water in our bottle, you know, us, in order to be able to hold more, we have to run back into the fire, which is scary as hell, which is so uncomfortable, but you have to run back into the fire to be able to remold and shape yourself, to be able to change in order to grow and to hold more, to be able to hold more water, to be able to have the capacity to hold more, for more expansion in our world. I hope that analogy makes sense, but essentially it's 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 so true, right? It's like we have to change and, and run back into the fire. We have to be uncomfortable. We have to grow and change and have those growing pains in order to be able to hold more, to bring in more, to call in more expansion and evolution and up-leveling and growth. So stepping out of your comfort zone is always scary, but that's where the magic lives, do it often, it's a practice. Lesson number 29. Meditation, mindset and movement are wonderful strategies to calm your mind, soothe your anxiety and your inner critic. And it allows you to connect back into your body, drop out of your head and return to your intuition and your soul's voice. Meditation, mindset and movement are powerful strategies and some of the things that I always recommend and teach in my Cool, Calm and Confidence program. You can check that out in the show notes if you're keen. But essentially, these are some practices that completely transformed my personal development journey, my world, and I still do today. So investing time in yourself through meditation, 
through mindset work and through movement, i.e. any kind of exercise, any kind of movement of your body supports me to calm my mind, to get out of my inner critic, to you know, feel more calm, grounded, connected to my intuition and my soul's voice. And lucky last, lesson number 30, you are innately worthy. You are whole and complete exactly the way you are. Sure, doing the inner work and coaching has changed my life and I know I've referred back to this several times throughout this podcast episode and it's, and it's truly allowed me to feel more connected and deeply fulfilled and confident. It's allowed me to elevate my life, yes. But essentially, there is nothing wrong with who you are fundamentally. You are innately worthy as you are, full stop, just because you're here right now, just because you're alive. So yes, doing the inner work, doing the coaching, the healing, the therapy, whatever it is, doing that kind of stuff is a wonderful thing and it's absolutely changed my life as you know but also coming back to this this deep knowing and this lesson that I've learned is that there is nothing wrong with you fundamentally, you are innately worthy as you are, there is nothing you have to fix, change or improve, you're whole and complete as you are already, full stop just because you are here right now. So go out into the world, be, live and express your authentic magic with the world. We need your special gifts. We need you. We need all of you. Don't hide away from fear. Come back to some of these lessons and mantras that I've shared if they feel supportive for you. Adopt them, bring them into your life, live them out. And I hope that's so supportive for you. So much love and light to you beauties. And until next time, bye for now. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes. And that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.